Welcome back to Transform to Freedom today, everyone. I'm your host, Sarah Higdon, and we got a little bit to talk about. Um, I don't really have anything to push today because I want to talk about, I have a lot of topics I want to talk about today. Um, and instead of, you know, sending you guys to my website, which you should go do, go to sarahigdon.com. I just want to jump right into it. Um, so as many of you have may, may have heard right off the top, we're going to talk about the elementary school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee. So if you haven't heard, there was a school shooting um, at a Christian elementary school that was about nine miles south of Nashville. And there were six total people killed, three adults and three children. Um, now I'm not going to say the name of the shooter in this, uh, in this video. I, I tend to believe that when you do, you sometimes make these people famous and that we don't want to give them more attention, um, so that you have more people. It, it can actually incentivize other copycat shooters because this is a way that they can get famous even postpartum and so i don't i don't like to do that um if i had more of the um victims names i would release those um they'd actually probably be scrolling at the bottom of the screen right now but i have not seen those yet it's all happening fairly quickly um so let's jump into it Here's the headline from NBC News. Um, as I just said, six killed, including three children. It was a 28-year-old Nashville resident um, who actually identified as a trans man. Um, and so that means it was a female, which a lot of these mass shootings do not take place. Um, like females don't commit mass shootings usually. Um, and so this one's a little bit different in that regard. Um, they also said it had assault style rifles, which obviously, as we've seen, there has been no, uh, no hesitancy to now start pushing for gun control as we always see happen after these types of situations. Um, it's kind of, kind of disgusting when you, when you really look at it. And like I said, off the top, it's good to note that it was a Christian school. Um, it was a small school that opened around 2001 uh, by the Pescatarian Church. And um, it has, only has about 209 students. Now, this um, the shooter, it is reported that they attended the school in their youth. Um, and so just jumping, talking about that, it's interesting because, again, like I said, it the person ended up being being a trans man, and it is an attack on a Christian school, which they attended. Um, and so, there's no doubt that this is should be looked at as a hate crime. It should be looked at as something that, um. You know, this person targeted this building where they went to school. Um, and, you know, probably didn't like it very much, um, especially when 
the media likes to claim that it is, you know, right-wing Christian nationalists who are the enemy and that are trying to, you know, bring LGBT people down. Um, there's this mass genocide, as they would say, against the LGBT community, which the studies don't show it. There's nothing that shows that, um, you know, trans people are targeted for attack anymore. In fact, it kind of shows the opposite, especially when you look at the reasons behind, um, you know, trans people that are murdered are usually based because of, you know, drug violence, um, prostitution and stuff like that. Um, and I mean, you have to mention that with the media coverage, uh, what we've seen in Tennessee, especially, I mean, my first episode on here was reviewing a bill, um, from Tennessee that was the anti-drag bill, right? And it was so full of lies as we've seen, um, Tennessee has passed restrictions on, you know, actually, I think they passed ban on the medicalization of minors, and they've been kind of a hotbed for a lot of these bills, which the media and the and the activists have claimed are anti-trans bills, um, which they're not, as I've showed you before, and actually, as I'm going to show you again later, they're not anti-trans bills. Um, the media lies, and thus they they stoke some of the fires into this, but. When it comes to these types of shootings, like I said, they waste no time in jumping into this rhetoric that um, is, we need to take away the guns, we need to take away the guns. Um, I've often advocated that um, school shootings are a school choice issue. Um, you should be sending your kids to a school that meets your standards for security. That makes it a school choice issue. If we had armed guards at all of these schools, then we wouldn't have uh, we wouldn't have as much to worry about, you know, in these situations. And so that is something that every school choice activist should be looking at in in this situation, um, as well. I've wrote and I, I published a video and actually let me pull that up. I pull that up. Um, let me see. Yeah. Last summer I published this video, the mental health video right here. Um, but it's talking about why, you know, big pharma is they went from villains to saviors during COVID and now they are, um, pushing all these SSRIs. And one of the points I made during that video was that because of like, because of SSRIs, um, 40% of the people that are on SSRIs report to have emotional numbness. And when I, when I hear that, I think that maybe we're not just numbing our emotions and numbing the anxiety and numbing the depression, but maybe we're also numbing our conscience. And so I think it's time that we start allowing some of these more experimental um, drugs like psychedelics and, you know, even the use of marijuana as an anti-anxiety. We should be allowing people, especially adults, to be able to explore those options 
um, you know, the Right to Try Act should go for any adult who wants to try an experimental procedure, not just the terminally ill. And so I don't know. They have not released like what medications and what um, what this person was on, but obviously they have gender dysphoria. And so if they have gender dysphoria, that means that they should be, you know, there should be something that else that they're, that they're going through. And so that they probably have some anxiety or depression and with all the, you know, controversies online lately, maybe they, you know, there's, they, they can't take it anymore. And the problem, like I said, a lot of it's built on lies, but when you're in an extremely emotional state, um, you know, you're not thinking properly. And I think, um, you know, this, this, this could be one of the issues and they, they might, they were, they could have been put on these, you know, psychotropic drugs like that. Um, and I know that there is a, there's a decent hospital. It's a Skyline hospital there in Nashville. Cause I was actually stationed in Fort Campbell for seven years and Skyline hospital is where they would send just about any soldier who was having like severe mental health issues. So it's not like there's not the care there in Nashville to, that they, that they were denied. Um, and yeah, um, here, let me see. Um, yeah, I'll start. Thank you guys for the comments. Um, it's, it's nice to not be talking so much during some of these, but yes. Um, Adrian T says SSRIs can be helpful for people with severe depression, but they may be over prescribed. Um, true for other psych drugs as well. Absolutely. And actually, if you watch the video that, that, I, that I was pointing out, it, um, Ariel Scarcella, who was my guest last week, she actually uh, filmed it in there as well because she's been very open about her use of SSRIs for depression. And she, um, and, 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 but she even said, like, she would like to try something um, with the help of a therapist, be able to go through like some um, psychedelic therapy, which has been shown to help um, people with depression and everything like that. Um, and so, but that is an issue. SSRIs are very, way over prescribed. Like during COVID, I, we've seen just the levels have skyrocketed of SSRIs. It's been it's been crazy. Um, but yeah, and so. Welcome, Logic Rex. Thank you for joining again. Um, yeah, this one is, it's going to hit the community hard because there is a lot to talk about. And, you know, I, I told you guys in the first episode, I don't want this to be a trans-exclusive podcast. I don't want to just talk trans stuff. I, I, I started the podcast because I want to talk more politics. I want to talk about stuff other than trans stuff and I can do like the reaction videos and stuff for trans content. But this week, the news cycle shakes out the way it is. And here we are because we have three topics, four topics. Um, actually all the topics today are in reference to trans. Um, and I wasn't even going to lead with this was, I mean, Obviously, this wasn't going to be my lead story. I actually had a good news story to um, to share, but I'm going to share that, but it's not going to be until probably the end. 
So I had not heard that SSRIs uh, cause this behavior in teens. I've just noted that it says 40% can feel, um, what is it, can feel no, emotional numbness. Um, this You're right, this person was 28. And that's the thing is a lot of people have been reporting that this was a teen. This is not a teen. This person was 28 years old. Um and who knows what they were going through in, in, in their lives to be able to go out there and do something like this. But from what the police kind of said is the person went to school there and, and they, they found detailed uh, maps of the school and the police engaged, the police uh, killed her. And because yeah, she was prepared to do more harm. Um, it, this, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, you're right. There is going to be a lot of gaslighting from both sides because, I, I mean, I'm already starting to see a lot of people take on the mental health aspect of this, which, you know, there's 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 a component to that. Um, but it's going to be – this has not been a good week if you are in the trans movement or if you're like me, who is a trans person that just wants to like go on and like live their lives. Right. We just want to live our lives in peace. But day after day after day, what we're seeing is the, the, the extremes are getting bigger and bigger and there's becoming no middle. And that's what has, I, I was watching that happen all weekend. We've been seeing the I'm done playing nice crowd. Um, continue to grow and we've also seen trans activists doing i mean just acting in the worst ways you can even imagine and just capped off the weekend is this is this shooting it's it's absolutely heartbreaking but this is interesting oh so you said still there's still a question if the the shooter was non-binary and not trans. Now, I don't know because the thing about that is, is that they had um, they had he/him pronouns in their LinkedIn bio, which I've seen. So I'm pretty sure it was, like I said, a trans man. Um, but th- yeah, so that's actually not the <laughs> craziest thing about this. Um, let me. If you didn't see this, um, if all of this couldn't get any worse, the president of the United States. Just a crazy reaction to everything that's happening. Was going in to speak at a women's forum. Um, I don't remember what the... Um, it, was, it was women's forum stuff. But he went into this... And this was his... Uh, I'll just play the clip because this was what he he said. From the White House. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because you heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. I think I'm kidding. I'm not. God. Ben, how are you, pal? One of the best guys in the United States Congress, Ben Cardin. 
Folks, uh, it's a delight to have you all here. And who are those good-looking kids back there? <laughs> They're your kids, all four of them? Yes. Well, stand up, guys. <laughs> John, we'll jump back in here. Um, yeah. As um, considering uh, the moment. Um, we were, we were a told that the shooting yeah. that just happened uh, left three children dead. Uh, three adults dead, shooters dead, and we were told he would be addressing this f- off the top. Yeah, it's uh, rather surprising. I thought that a somber President Biden would have come to the podium here and addressed the school shooting. So, yeah, that happened. I actually tweeted it and said, I can't tell if this is a deep fake or not. Um it wasn't a deep fake. Um, the next thing he kind of said after that was, I am, he said, oh, and the reason why I bring the kids up is because there was a school shooting in Tennessee. But that's how he led into it. No somber, no nothing, just lead right into jokes and everything like that. Um, it's, it's baffling. I I don't get that. He needs, his writers need to be fired and he, he needs to, he just needs to go to the home. I'm sorry. Not sorry. He just needs to go to the, um, the old folks home. Let me clarify that. He is not looking good. What does GLIB stand for, Justin? And welcome in. Thanks for joining. While we wait for that. Um, But yeah, so that was... It's Yeah, it's definitely a, a, a rough take in... Yeah. It yeah, nailed it. Insincere and shallow. Like and and then he jumped right into like I said, he jumped right into gun control speech. So it they they have no remorse for what happened. Um they they don't they don't want to do anything. They want to uh they'll make jokes and then and then take more power. It is what it is. But so, um, like I said, that, I don't really know what else we can say about this. There's not a ton of data coming out here. I'm sure we'll continue to learn more. And like I said, I'm, I, I try not to, um, I don't want to name who this person is because I think that it just, it just creates incentive for copycats. So, but like I said, it's it's not been a good week weekend for the trans activist group, because um, uh, if you didn't know, let me see, uh, there was I don't know if you guys know who Kelly J Keen is. Um, 
she is a radical feminist who has been traveling across the world doing these Let Women Speak events. Now, if you recall, I did a video, the one that says Let Women Speak. I did a video a few months ago talking about what happened when they spoke in New York. Um, trans activists, again, hammered. It was, it was one of the worst displays I've ever seen, some of the worst behavior I've ever seen. And what people don't realize is, is this bad behavior doesn't move the needle. It doesn't help your cause. It only makes all of us look worse. Um, and so apparently those in New Zealand didn't get that message. Um, apparently they're not fans of mine, so they didn't watch my videos. But, you know, I'm shocked, I tell you, you know. Um, but here's here's kind of what happened. And, again, this this is just a little bit of it. This is what happened when Kelly J. King or, or Posey Parker got up to go speak um, at this event. So I'll say again what I said in my other video. Um, Kelly Jean Keene's not really a big fan of mine. Um, and that that's no skin off my back. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of hers. But the issue is is I believe in free speech. Um actually after after I released that last video, like two weeks later, the whole group, like one of the people that was speaking there that I defended in the video actually attacked me on Twitter. But again, we have to call out bad behavior when we see it. And this is not the way to get things done, right? So when, when this stuff happens, like I said, I believe in free speech. I don't believe in violence. I think that to behave the way that these activists are behaving, it only hurts your cause. It doesn't bring people to your side. Uh, it only hurts you. It, it makes you look like a crazy person. And so, it, and it doesn't stop their speech. Actually, it's the Streisand effect. It only promotes their speech. Let these people, let these women speak, let people speak, and let them tell you who they are. Um, you don't need to act like crazy people. And what ends up happening is you make all of the rest of us look crazy. And I actually, I had, I tweeted, actually, I'll, I'll go to Carrie's tweet. Um, and so y'all know Carrie Smith was my second guest or my first guest um, on the show. And she had this to say. Um, so most 
Most folks I know who have gender dysphoria, some of whom call themselves transsexuals, some call themselves just trans, hate being lumped in with the autogynophiles, the fetishists, the incels, and the TRAs of any stripe. They're starting to fear backlash, and for good reason, because the TRA jerks claim to speak and represent trans when they don't. I pray for my friends and for all of us, and this hateful, child-grooming, narcissistic death cult pushes us closer to chaos. Um, and I, I mean, I agree with that. Because, um, but the thing about this video, and, and I, I, was, I was a little bit mistaken, because when you look at these videos, you see a lot of... You see a lot of just men, and then you also see a lot of women. Um, I don't, obviously, you can't just tell if somebody's trans. We can't always tell. I actually thought that the person that poured the, uh, the that poured the, what is it, tomato soup on Kelly J was not trans. I thought it was a, a biological female. Um, but turns out it's an intersex trans person. So I don't know what necessarily that means um, in their specific regard because it can be so unique. Um, but they consider themselves an intersex trans person. And here's the thing. Actually assaulting people, you should go to jail. You should be charged. And I hope that they charge this person um, because it's not okay. Again, we all have free speech. Now, if you watch that video, they would have killed her if she didn't have security. And that would set your movement back by about 20 years. This display probably set the movement back by at least five years. The displays we continue to see were about five years ago, you know, from where, where we gain acceptance. We are losing acceptance in the world. We are. And so, like Carrie said, we... We don't want any part of that. Most of the trans people I know just want to live their lives and don't want any part of it. Why do... And, and I'll often see a lot of right-wing people. I often see a lot of right-wing people say, why don't more trans people speak up and speak out against this stuff? And there's a problem with that. And the problem is, is that it's almost like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't sometimes. Um, because if you speak out, uh, the left hates you, and then the right also doesn't like you. And so we're in this sense of this little gray area, and so you, the people that ask me why don't trans people speak out are also the people that will attack me online simply for being trans. And so when a lot of trans people who live their stealth life in this stealth bubble, they don't want to speak out. They don't need to speak out because... Um, you know, they live this comfortable life and nobody around them even really knows that they're trans or they know and they accept them for who they are. Um, and so they don't see what's happening to the community every day, or they don't think that they actually need to accept the hate that comes with standing up and speaking out. It's really difficult to get people to come out there. And so I've started to see day after day, more pe more trans people starting to come out, um, out on Twitter, new accounts every day almost, it seems, which is, it's a welcome sight. 
Because for somebody like me who's been doing this for a while, we need more trans people out here fighting this fight and making us look more rational and not like these crazy people. Um, so that's what I said. And like I said, I don't... I don't actually, I, I, like I said, I didn't see a, actually a lot of trans people in these videos, and Carrie's right. I, I start to get into my head sometimes, and I honestly, I don't, I don't know. Is the pendulum slowing down? I don't, I don't see it slowing down. I, I see we're on like the, we're already on the backswing as we see it right now, and it's almost like somebody's pulling on a rubber band on the other side. Like the, the right has gotten the, the extremes have gotten so far, like the right is pulling a rubber band. And as soon as that starts to move, it's going to move quicker and quicker and quicker. And as soon as it lets go, it's going to swing back hard. And I don't know if there's any stopping it at the bottom. Um, there's not going to be enough of us to stop it. Um, and so it's really going to come back and hurt, um, you know, the average everyday trans person that just wants to live their lives um and it's sad because um i mean obviously that's all i want i just want to live out here live my life you know in peace i mean i'm always going to be probably a political commentator but i would rather be talking about politics i would not i don't want to be talking about trans issues i don't like I didn't get in this to start talking trans issues. I got, I did start seeing this ha start to happen in 2018 when I was removed from Reddit groups, but I would rather be talking other issues. <laughs> I don't want to be talking about stuff that's so close, um, so close to me that affects me so much on a daily basis. Um, let's look at some of your comments. Let's see. Um, Let me see. In, so Adrian says, incel is shaming is a shaming label feminists use, but there are incels among. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's incels among both sides, right? We see it a lot, but it's, the term incel, um, it is interesting because these are the types of people that you would see in this movement. Um, because especially when you start to hear like them try to claim that, um, you're transphobic if you didn't, don't date trans people and stuff like that. Yeah. That's definitely like incel and it's like rapey talk, you know, I don't, I don't like that. Um, Ash says, I will never associate these activists with actual trans people. These activists only care about themselves. No, you're absolutely right. Um, they do only care about themselves because they, they don't care about actual acceptance. They think that you can get acceptance by the use of, you know, use of force. And that's not how acceptance works. Acceptance works when you are, you know, you're a good, decent person and you show people that you're a good, decent person you can't gain acceptance by the, by the, you know, the threat of force. It just doesn't happen that way. Um, and so you're right. They, they, they don't represent us. And I, I appreciate you saying that, but if you look online, there is a lot of this, again, I'm tired of being, 
I'm, you know, I'm tired of being nice type rhetoric where it's like people are basically saying that they have no issues judging the entire group of people by the actions of a few. Because, and this is one of the issues with social media. Social media has, you know, only elevated the the most extremes on both sides. The most extremes are who you see on both sides. And so that just it just perpetuates the system that all trans people are just these crazy people that do this stuff and and it's not true at all and you see it when you actually go into your everyday life but most people have never met a trans person in their life because you know actual trans people are quite rare or they you know like people with gender dysphoria used to be like 0.05 percent of the population it used to be like it was 1.4 1.4 million in the U.S. compared to 333 million population. Like, it's a tiny number. Um, so no matter what, mainstream society will probably perceive us as the same and lump us in the same category. It's possible the Nashville shooting could cause a powder keg to blow. I, I actually agree. I think I started to see a lot of people talking about, you know, bring back the asylums and stuff like that. I'm like, well, hold on. This is, I, th- I think that we need to work our mental health um, and the country needs to get better, but I'm afraid some of these people are just going to want to throw all trans people in the asylum, you know, because we have gender dysphoria. I mean, I've seen other people being like, you can't trans, like, e- even the thought of wanting to transition is enough to say, no, you're, you don't have the ability to consent to transition. Like, that's, that's actual thoughts that I've seen people saying online. And so you're right. I don't think this is going to turn out well for our community. And I, I think that they will. And, and this whole thing is going to be interesting. Now, the, the shooting, because it doesn't fit the narrative, um, I give it a couple days. Um, I give it a couple days. I don't think it's going to be in the media for, for very long. We see that these things, as soon as it comes out, um, not in their favor, it tends to disappear. Um. You know, because I I do think that some in the mainstream media and on the gun grabbing side actively want it to be, you know, far right, right wing nut jobs that are committing these crimes in order to continue to push the narratives that they have. Interesting. Yeah, Skylar says the activists believe in conversion by the sword they want they want to say islam is lgbt friendly that's actually a good point i don't know about islam because it's not obviously necessarily lgbt friendly i I have a lot of muslim friends but um the countries that are run like iran and stuff like that are not um not lgbt friendly obviously but you're right. They think that they can force people. And this is this is the communist mindset. Oh, psycho. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. So um, this is kind of a communist mindset, though, isn't it? Because the communists believe that as soon as they get everybody, they have to, I mean, they have to force you into the gulags. They have to change you up. And then they have to, if you don't, if you don't 
abide by their current standards, they will, they'll kill you. And that's how they get, you know, and if you don't fall in line and they'll put you against the wall and then they can have their, that's what will happen so that they can get their utopian society. It's, it's barbaric. It's not right. But that's exactly why I think you see so much force and why you see them celebrating this violence. Like it's accepted in their culture. Um, let's see. Big Gay Dave says, have you seen that sick pro-violent stuff Jesse Gender posted promoting the attack? I did not see that. Um, I've seen, I've seen like the person that dumped the tomato, um, like getting praised online and you know, all this stuff and everybody, I've seen a lot of people, you know, praising or, or downplaying how severe it was. Like even um, the Eklund Pride organization was like calling it like conspiracy theory. There wasn't really that much danger. And it's like, have you seen the videos? Like I said, I mean, she, if she didn't have her protection, they would have, they would have probably killed her. Um, and, and so it's like I said, it's not, it's not right. You can't, I, I don't think that you can, you cannot. Oh, they said it's all self-defense. Self-defense against what? Like you, this person, again, words are not violence. People words are not violence. Um, words are words and you, and you choose how they affect you. If they affect you in a negative way, then that is tends to be a you problem. Um, and so, and so, yeah, it's so, it's wrong. And, and that kind of will kind of leads into the next thing. And actually this is, this is kind of ties into the Posey Parker situation as well. If you haven't seen, I mean, again, this is. Primetime Alex Stein 99. Um, same type of situation, but he puts himself into some of these situations. But still, it's again, assault is not cool. Assault is not justified. You should go, you should be charged for assault. Like, words are not violence. Like, stop this stuff. But yeah, he had um, um, coffee. <laughs> White racist asshole. Hey, 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 hey. I want you to see these white racist heterosexual assholes. You look just like him. What, what rice do you not have? What, what rice do you not have? What, what rice do you not have? What rice Protect trans kids. Look at this. These want to cut kids' penises off. These are disgusting. They want to cut. They want to. They, they look. They want to cut and mutilate children's genitals. Look, yeah. they want to cut children's wieners off. 
Uh, yeah, Alex. Oh, where was that when I saw that? Yeah. Alex is a true troll. Alex Dying, hit me up. Let's do some let's let's work together. I I, I appreciate Alex for what he does. This is this is it shows what this is. I mean he shows people for who they are. Um and yeah, logic, you are absolutely right. Interesting how the TRAs will claim words are violence, but then commit actual acts of violence against words. Whatever happened to sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It's so true. Like, words are not violence. You can't... Um, free speech is so important because whether I agree with you or not, I think... With, whether I agree with you or not, you have a right to say what you're going to say, and I should prepare arguments to explain why you're wrong. Like, when all you can do is attack people for what they believe, that just shows you don't have an argument. You don't have a better argument. If you're, if you are attacking, it shows your argument, like, it shows your side is wrong. It shows because, yeah, you don't have a better argument to counter what they're saying. And so you have to resort to violence. Um, it's, it's like, I would love to, like I said, I would love to hang out with Adam Stein. He's, he, he's, he's the real deal. I appreciate him. And he, he shows people for who they are. Um, he, he, yeah. So Ash says, I appreciate how he was laughing at them. These activists have gotten used to not facing consequences for their behavior. They have, like I said, that person that threw coffee, charge him. The person that threw the water, charge them. Like they need to be charged. They need consequences because they are actually perpetuating violence. And going back to this school shooting, you you allow violence like this to happen, and then you wonder why when it escalates to somebody in this community now going and shooting up a school because they think that they're justified. Their violence is then justified because you said something that hurt their feelings. Like I said, I, me and Kelly J Keen do not see eye to eye, but. There's nothing I, I want her to be able to speak freely. There's nothing that they will do or say about me that would ever make me think that they don't have a right to speak and that they should be silenced or violence is ever justified. So it, it's really it's really disheartening. But I want to switch over. And talk about some good news. Like I said, this was going to be my lead, my lead story. Um, I, I'm excited about this one because if you know, I've been talking about this for a little while now. If you know, I have been down at the Georgia State Capitol multiple days. I, I have been down at the Capitol lobbying for this bill for multiple days. Last Tuesday, Georgia State Senate passed the bill 
sent it to the governor's desk. The governor signed it in this bill. It bans the use of cross-sex hormones and surgery on minors. Um, we did not get, we were not able to get puberty blockers added into this bill. But what's, I, I think the fact that they can't, you know, prescribe cross-sex hormones at the age of 16, like the Dutch model wants them to do, uh, you know, like all the studies show was based on the Dutch model. I think that the bill will still have the intended effect. I don't know any doctors that will actually be prescribing um, the hormones on children. And so, yes, if you noticed, I broke the story in the post-millennial um, on Tuesday, and then Brian Kemp signed the bill, I believe, on Thursday. So it was a quick turnaround. I was trying to get there for the signing. Uh, my people were in contact with his people, and uh, we were working on that, and he just signed it. No ceremony, no big, big to-do. He just he just signed it closed door meeting. Um, and so I wasn't able to get there for that, but it's, it's so, it's such a big deal. And obviously I've seen so many people misrepresenting what this bill does, um, and saying it's going to harm kids. Um, going back to the mental health stuff that we talked about in the first segment, if a child or if anybody is threatening suicide because they don't get to, you know, transition or they're threatening suicide because of this, then they need to be taken to a mental health facility to get treated for their suicidality. You can't transition somebody. You can't transition somebody without getting the mind right. Okay. The mind is the most important aspect of this all. Um, and if it's not ready to go 100%, then you're not going to have good results because transitioning is not a cure. You are always going to have dysphoria. That dysphoria can be alleviated. It can be, it can be not alleviated completely, but it can be helped sometimes with transition. But you have to make sure you're not suicidal before you take it. Because for many people, for some people, at least I know, especially when you, you talk to some of these detransitioners that regret their decision and can never go back to the state that they were, the state that they wish they could go back to. So now they're kind of um, stuck in this perpetual state of trans. It's not good for your mental health either. It's not a cure. So you need to, you know, fix the mind and get your mind into a good place. If you're if you're suicidal, yes, like you said, fifty one fifty, um, somebody who's threatening suicide. The thing is, is and I actually I, I tweeted it out um, because I saw it happening on Tuesday. Georgia legislators again pushing that this bill saves lives, and they were talking. They were they were talking about you know the self deletion issue, and the problem is. That's an abuse tactic. Abusers use that. People, when, when they, you know, somebody is being mentally and emotionally abusive if they, if, whenever they use the, that threat to get their way, 
And so, yeah, and, and so, like, um, the mental and emotional abuse. I mean, if you're if you're dating somebody and they threaten suicide because you're, you're going to break up with them, that is a mentally and emotionally abusive situation. Uh, over on Rumble 3AM. Um, 4P3L said, I quit school system shortly after watching autistic kids being funneled into trans. And that is, it's one of the biggest issues that we're seeing in this, in this whole thing is that most of the young kids, most of the young girls are on the spectrum and having autism going through puberty, um, from, if you watch my interview with Christina Buttons, um, she described going through puberty as somebody who is undiagnosed but on the spectrum. And it sounded exactly to me what gender dysphoria felt like when I was growing, when I, when I was going through puberty. And so I completely understood where she was coming from. Um, it, it's an issue. And it, this is not something that kids can, you know, consent to. Um, and there was one I saw. Um, yeah. Psycho says, if kids can't get tattoos, smoke, drink, why can they chop off body parts? And it's not even just that. You know what's you know what's really um, really sad is one of the, one of the detransitioners that I know um, has spoke about this. They had a they had a little bit um, rough go of it early on in life, and they thought this was good, and they they had turned to self harm in terms of cutting. And, you know, and so when they came out as trans and they had top surgery, it was like the surgeons were assisting in their self-harm, not trying to prevent it. They were assisting in it. Um, and that's kind of what they're doing with a lot of these kids. And here in Georgia, this is actually when I went to testify, I had this in my in my speech. I said that um, in the state of Georgia you are not allowed to get a tattoo under the age of 18, even with parental consent. Now in some States like Michigan and others, you are allowed to get a tattoo at fifth at minimum age 15, but your parents have to sign off on it. Georgia is not that way. And so it's, um, it's one of those things where I, it's, it's baffling that they would think that that's okay. When tattoos can be removed, uh, it's long and painful process, but they can be removed. None of this is reversible. None of this is reversible. Um, and one thing that I also wanted to tell, I tried to get added to this bill, and unfortunately, this could be what gets this bill um, thrown out in court is that I don't think anybody under the age of 18 should be having life altering elective surgery. So a lot of these bills, they specify for gender dysphoria, what they don't. So they still allow, you know, that young female that has body issues that wants breast implants at the age of 16, that's still allowed, but a young boy who has body issues 
or young male who has body issues and wants breast implants at the age of 16 can't because it's because of gender dysphoria. And so it could be, it, they're look from what I've heard is that could be something that shows that this is discriminatory based on sex. Um, and it was something I had in my speech to talk about. Like it, this bill did not go far enough in regards of protecting all children, not just children that say they're trans, right? It, it didn't go far enough, but it's still a win. We got what we wanted and we revisit um, the other stuff next year and um, try to get more protections on kids. That's what, uh, that's what we look at. But speaking of bills, I wanted to share this because I thought this was really interesting and talked about it kind of in the, um, in my first, um, video about how, and actually in the first segment too, how a lot of these, these, uh, these news places, they lie. They lie, they lie, they lie. And if we look at what Vice News, I thought this was actually pretty astounding because Vice News, they're headlined. Um, And talking about in uh, Florida, there is a trans children were the beginning. The GOP is coming for adults. They say in the state of Florida, let's see. In Florida, HB 142 would prohibit insurance would prohibit insurance providers, including private insurers, from covering gender affirming care, which can cost tens of thousands of dollars out of pocket. So I originally heard this. So I I originally heard this, and I went to um, I went to and looked at the bill itself just to. Again, like I always do, go look at it itself. But then I then I, I read this even more. And I think it's astounding that Vice decided to fact check themselves in this first paragraph. Completely. So it it quotes the bill and says a health insurance policy may that's key, may not provide coverage for gender clinic interventions. Who in the audience knows legal speak? <laughs> um, the word may is key here because in legal speak, that, that basically says that providers have the option to not provide health care for gender dysphoria. The option. If this was an actual ban, it would say a health insurance policy shall not provide coverage. The difference between shall and may in legal speak is is so key in these types of things. So, vice lies. They haven't retracted it because I just pulled this up today. And so they are actively lying on their site. And they fact check themselves in the same paragraph. It's absolutely astounding. And they think that people can't read. Um, And actually, I mean, the people on their side can't read because when I pointed that out on Twitter, people were like, no, that means you, they they can ban it. Like, no, it literally means that like the law cannot prevent a health insurance from providing it. So there's other like under like Obamacare and other laws, the health insurance companies are required to provide coverage to certain things, which as a libertarian, I don't, I think that your insurance company should be tailor-made to what you want it to provide. If you, if people don't want their insurance to provide, you know, 
to provide coverage for gender dysphoria treatment, that's their right as an insurance company um, because insurance companies are private companies. Now, if they receive government funds, um, they ha- they have to if they were if they receive Obamacare checks, then they have to abide by the Obamacare stuff. But the key is, yeah. Um, this all this does is say that they they don't have to provide coverage, and if the federal government provide for tries to force them to, the state this this is a Tenth Amendment issue is the state can tell all insurance companies what happens within their states. The only coverage that the state can do this with is Medicare, Medicaid, but that's not what this is. So, um, yeah, psycho, yeah. Vice and BuzzFeed openly know that their readers can't comprehend. It's true. And I have my issues with Vice. Vice used to be great when it came to um, some of their, you know, documentaries across seas and everything like that. And I actually still think that they do good work. I'm just bitter. Well, one, because they lie. They lie on stuff like this. They lie to show that their readers don't actually know what's going on. But I'm also bitter because I was supposed to be on a panel and the producer ghosted me. That um, that panel with Sydney Watson and Eli Ehrlich and that, that it was a feminist panel. I was asked to do it and the producer ghosted me. Um, I'm still bitter about that. Um, but actually, Vice does some pretty good stuff. I, I will say one good thing about Vice. They do good work when it comes to psychedelics and the war on drugs i think that's about it am i freezing all right but yeah so i thought that was kind of interesting and so it goes back to again read the bills whenever you see something like this you see that they are lying Read the bills, because the bills never say what the media's perpetual or the the media and the activists um, claim they say. We saw that with the drag bill in Tennessee, saw that in a bill in Massachusetts, and now we see it with this Florida bill. Heck, we've even seen it with my bill in Georgia. So, always, always, always read the bill. But we're gonna go over. Actually, we're gonna go over an hour today. I talked a lot, but. Um, I do want to talk about one last thing. Now, a little bit of sanity in the world of leftist politics. Um, and again, it is, it's, it's, it's interesting. So Anna Kasparian, if you don't know, is one of the co-hosts on the Young Turks program. Very well-known leftist. Um, and has been pretty, um, has, you know, has weighed into these trans issues and is usually on the side of the trans activists. But this weekend she said, I am a woman. Please don't ever refer to me as a person with a uterus, birthing person, or person who menstruates. How do people not realize how degrading this is? You can support the transgender community without doing this shit. 
And of course, the backlash from her own community. You always see them eat their own, but the backlash from their community. And sometimes, and I actually commented on this, I said, you do love to see it. I said, if Anna doesn't bend the knee to the mob and apologize, this could be a red pilling in the making. Or at least getting to Bill Maher status. And I think Bill Maher is somebody who tends to be pretty reasonable um, when it comes to some of these issues. Um, but it's, I, if you notice in the in the title, I called them the Young Turfs now because that is their name going forward. They are the young. They are not the Young Turks. They are the Young Turfs, as the trans activists will now claim they are. Um, but Alejandro, Alejandra, AC, who has me blocked by the way, so um, doesn't like me, which no skin off my back. It's kind of funny. Um, I was actually in a Twitter space with three of the leftist trans activists that don't really like me very much, and they all have me blocked. So it was fun. Um, it was fun, and actually, yeah, it was it was it was interesting. But she just said, "Oh, fuck off with this stupid made up bullshit." Trans folks are having their existence criminalized in state after state, and you want to whine about this shit? It's not made up. But when you hear people, when you see the comments, it's literally like you think these people in the comment section, again, they know what they're doing. They think that they're, they think they're in the right, but here, but they will tell you it's only happening in clinical settings. Okay. But why not use the word female? If it's only happening in clinical settings, then it shouldn't need to be happening anyways. It makes no sense. That that argument makes absolutely no sense at all. And so um it it like you can use clinical definitions. Like I said, I mean I use male and female. When you whenever you hear me speak, and you see me do it a lot, you hear me say I use sex-based terms. So when I talk about young people that are, you know, with gender dysphoria, we'll say. I always use a, a young female, a young female with autism, as we talked about earlier, or a young female or a young male or a male. I, I think that sex-based terms are fine. They are accurate. They are a, I think I've always said, I've done videos on this too. Like these, like using sex-based terms is a good compromise um, in, in this type of stuff. It, you should we should be able to compromise and say that um, sex based terms are fine. You don't have to use this stupid made up language to um, to describe people. It's dehumanizing. It, it really is dehumanizing. Um, a a trans man is a female and a trans woman is a male. I don't want to be called a prostate haver. I have a prostate, but I'm a male. See what I mean? Like we can use sex-based terms, but they want to, this is the queer theory thing. They want to erase sex. They want sex to be immutable. They they, they want sex to be a spectrum. Sex is in a spectrum. Sorry. Um, But so that, because of that got some attention, uh, Senk is the other half of the Young Turfs. 
Um, and he actually came out and said, if you think I'm going to tell my female co-host what she can call herself or what words she's allowed to use, you're nuts. And you don't know me at all. We do something radical at the Young Turfs. We let everyone have their own opinion. I know it's a novel concept. Which is interesting because as Megan Murphy um, decided to point out, which is a, um, uh, she's a radical feminist, um, pretty well known, was banned off uh, Twitter for a little while, but she noted, you and Anna Kasparian called JK Rowling transphobic for complaining about the thing you both apparently speak out against now. You are both hypocrites and incoherent thinkers. Now, I didn't look at this video, but apparently, because, you know, J.K. Rowling is considered a transphobic person, which she's not, um, complained about this exact same thing and left Ader Live, including Sank and Anna, the Young Turks, um, went after her. So uh, that is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty funny, but I go a little bit different. I think it's good to call that out and point that out to them. But also, again, maybe we have some, a little bit of grace. We call it out, but then we also say, if this is you red-pilling, you should apologize. They should apologize for what they said to J.K. Rowling. That would make a huge splash, which I don't know if they did. I doubt they did because I don't think they uh, – I don't think they're going to go that far because that would that would literally sink their reputation in in the leftist community. And they are pretty far left in that community, um, but that's funny. Chunk yogurt. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm having fun calling them the Young Turfs. I think that's great. I think it's a great way to refer to them, and so I'm going to continue to do it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And so a little bit of good news this week, right? I think um, I think a little bit of red pilling. We got some. We got bills passed in Georgia. Um, but honestly, I, I, if if you're trans in my audience, um, know that we need you to stand and speak out with us because. Like I was talking about earlier, I'm afraid the pendulum is swinging back, and I don't know if we're going to be able to stop it. I started speaking out because I wanted to stop it at the bottom. Um, it's going to be much harder to do that as these activists continue to harm our community. And so, like I said, speak up, speak out. And if you're not trans in my audience, I think... Thank you for tuning in. I, I thank you for standing up for reasonable, rational trans people who just want to live their lives. Um, it's much appreciated because we're not these crazy people that we're seeing all over the place. And the fact that I think I'm, I'm, I'm doing these videos to try to separate the communities um, I think it, it should show wonders. Like, like I said, I don't the, the the let women speak to her. Those the people that are involved in that, they don't really care for me at all. But they have a right to speak, and I'm going to stand for their right to speak. Um, and 
the crazy activists can, um, you know, they are only harming our community. Um, you know, they're are they're only showing. They're only making it seem like pe people should put us in a mental institution. You know, like that's the problem. And with every with what happened this weekend, and then the shooting today. Um, we have to stand strong. We have to fight. We have to stand out. We have to speak out. Speak for what's right. Um, even I, I don't think that, like I said, I don't. I don't think that the people from the from the let women speak rally are going to give me some sort of thank you for this. In fact, they'll probably come into my DM starting attacking me again, but that's okay because we have to speak truth. We have to speak truth to what, um, what's right. Um, whether it's with people that like us or not. Like if you know me, I think Matt Walsh's documentary was a woman was a great documentary. I think he did it really well. Um, and I'm not really a big fan of Matt Walsh either. And so I think we can give credit where it's due. We can protect people. We can, we can apologize where we need to. And I do apologize to, on behalf of the trans community with the trans community will say, you don't speak for us, but I apologize to the people that let women speak to or on behalf of the reasonable trans people, because those people don't represent us. And those trans activists need to realize that they are just creating perpetual harm on our acceptance rate. And not even just our acceptance rate, the acceptance rates of the LGB anti community. Um, Cause gays and lesbians want to leave us behind as it is. So, um, and it's hard to blame them sometimes. Um, I think I am thankful every day for the the community that I have surrounding me. Um, Gays Against Groomers has been absolutely wonderful um, in defending me. And they are key. I mean, they know that our voices are powerful when it comes to ending a lot of this stuff. Um, but our trans friends, absolutely. I mean, we need to, we need to be standing up. We need to be standing up more. And so I appreciate everybody in the audience. Um, I'm going to, I thank you guys for joining all of you that joined live. I, I, I really appreciate that. Um, it's not easy to do a show by yourself in front of a camera, just talking this whole time. So I, uh, I'm getting used to it. But I thank you all for joining, and I appreciate all the comments. And you know, go follow me. Actually, go so go check out my website, sarahigdon.com. Find all the links to all my articles. Um, support all the sponsors. You can find everything. You can find a donor box. You can find everything on my website. Follow me across all social media platforms, um, and I will see y'all next time.